Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Maura Z and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, December 10th, 2018. And today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we are on the title page. Today's readers are Elaine H. for the 12 Steps, Marsha M. for the 12 Traditions, and readers of the text, Craig F., Allison L., and Carmela G. waiting in the wings for us. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, December 9th, special edition, 12278. 12278. OA's preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And will Elaine H. please read the 12 steps of OA? Elaine H, star one, please. Hello, this is Elaine H with the 12 steps. Um, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact natures of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Oh, excuse me. Eleven. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive over ears and to practice these principles in all our affairs. <laughs> Thank you, Elaine H. And Marcia M., would you please read the twelve traditions of OA? Yes, good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Okay, these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, and this is Marcia M. from Bloomington, Minnesota. One, our common welfare should come first. 
personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Marcia M. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, or one sentence. Then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. At about two minutes, 50 seconds, I will give a gentle reminder so that you can wrap up. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And someone right now is unmuted. So if you could all check your phone with a star one, that would be great. Today we resume our study of the big book. And we are on the title page. And someone is still unmuted. And we will be reading from the top of the title page where it says Alcoholics Anonymous. And we will be reading the story of how many thousands through have recovered from alcoholism. 
And Craig F., will you please get us started this morning? Gladly. Good morning. Thank you. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm assuming I'm being heard. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay, great. Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. Uh, first of all, it's a, I, I'm uh, uh, privileged, I think, to be the first reader as we start over again. Wh- what a great deal. Um, and uh, just become so, uh, it's such a precious thing to me to be a part of this study uh, and uh, w- with, uh, with all of you on the line. There is so much packed into this that, that, that more than meets the eye at first. Um, First of all, the title Alcoholics Anonymous refers to the book. Uh, the, the, I believe the organization gets its name from the book. And, uh, it, and secondly, it says the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. So there is the first time uh, in, in the first sentence of the book we have the word Recovered. We're not. We we may be recovering at first, but we can recover, and uh, that was commonly used early in the organization uh, through the 50s when the treatment centers um, started telling people that they were they were never recovered. They were always recovering. It's kind of got changed a little bit among among uh, people, but uh, throughout this book, you'll see this word recovered and there's great hope in that word recovered today for me that uh, I, I am recovered I am recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body um, we're also going to see through the book um, how uh, we're invited to identify you know this isn't it doesn't say this is a text it, while this is a textbook and it does include instructions one of the instructions is that that we learn by identification. That we 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 think about when we read these stories about where did I think like they thought, where did I feel like they felt, where did I eat like they drank, and and, and we we identify in and we identify not just with the disease, but we identify with the recovery that that they find, and so. We're gonna we're gonna be reading the story of how these many thousands of people have recovered, and, and we're gonna be reading the the uh, the instructions that they have the the that they've left behind the breadcrumbs they've left on the trail so that we know uh, how to go to find that same recovery, and uh, that that's a wonderful thing when you think about the idea that the word hopeless. Was uh, was often used as a as an adjective for the word alcoholic um, before uh, Alco- Alcoholics Anonymous came along. You were, were the hopeless alcoholics, and when we think about compulsive eaters, you know, the uh, I read an article one time that said that less than four percent of people that have a hundred pounds to lose will ever lose it and keep it off. And that if you had 200 pounds to lose, the uh, uh, odds of you ever taking that off and keeping it off were so small they weren't measurable. 
uh, too many decimal points and too many, or too many zeros after the decimal point to be a significant a statistic. And so, but here we find that uh, that doesn't mean we're hopeless. That uh, thousands of men and women have recovered, and and here's how they did it. So I can I I can identify in, so I can uh, follow those instructions, and so that I can have hope. And uh, what a wonderful deal. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Craig. Okay. So if you would like to share, press star one. And please give me your first name and your last initial one time. And I will repeat it as soon as I hear it. Who would you like from Boston? Matt M. Matt M. Odin C. from Boston. Matt M. Von C. Harlan G. Harlan G, Siobhan C, Liz M, Liz R. I'm sorry, last initial from Liz. S. S. And Nessa R. Okay, this is who I have. Thank you guys. We'll get another batch, I promise. Katie G, Matt M, Harlan G, Siobhan C, L, Liz S, and Nessa R. Sorry, Liz. Katie G, please go ahead. Good morning, Maura. Good morning, family KG, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic. Please forgive me, historians. I have been offered some history, and I'm going to share what I've learned recently and been so excited by. So the first thing I learned is um, the story. So when, if you note that that's italicized, and apparently way back when, it cost a lot of extra money for anything to be italicized. So I'm taught to pay special attention so what does that mean? What is a story? It's just an account of people and events. And that experience of other people is what is my buy-in, right? Like your story speaks to my heart. It is the language of the heart that helps me realize, oh my gosh, I, I'm not going to be cured, but you mean I can be recovered? Like I can go through my day and live life on God's terms and not want to eat? I mean, that is just amazing. And then the other thing I was taught is what's not here. So in 1994, because of copyright complications, um, the, the circle and triangle were removed. And what I'm taught is that the circle and triangle stand for recovery, unity, and service. And in many ways, this is the um, essentials of our recovery, right? Recovery, which treats my mind, my sick mind. And as a recovered person today, am I continuing to actively work my 12 steps as outlined in the book? And then, of course, the body, the unity of our fellowship. Do I have a group that I'm committed to, that I have a home group, that I'm showing up, that I'm doing service? That's the second element of my triangle. And then the third element, is the spirit, which is found in carrying the message. Am I carrying this message to others? And that is how I keep the juice on, right? Like one of my favorite AA guys says, you know, AA's job is to turn the juice back on. And, you know, what does that mean? It means that I was dying a spiritual death. I... Um, I didn't want to live. Life was too painful with, without the food. But because of this beautiful program, like I, KDG from Boston, you, wherever you are, you're sitting there right now, you have a chance. 
I don't care how far, I don't care how low you think you've gone and that it's too low. Trust me. Call me. We'll exchange stories. You can't go too low for this program. There is hope. There is so much hope. And the hope is that we get to live today. And I think, and again, historians correct me, the word recovered is mentioned like 23 times, recovering 20, recovering one. And when I first came in, I'll wrap up with this, I didn't understand why that was a big deal. It's because this is the first promise of hope. I don't have to suffer, but I'm never cured. I have to stay grounded in recovery, unity, and service each and every day for these 24 hours. How am I working this program? How am I putting God first in all my affairs? And with that, I get to stay with all of you, um, and that is the best place to be. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Katie G. Madam, it's your turn, followed by Harlan G. Can you hear me, Maura? I can, thank you. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Madam, a compulsive overeater from here in New Jersey. Yeah, I want to focus on what someone said, the unity. Thousands of men and women have discovered. This book is a, is a blueprint for survival. It's a, it's a textbook on how to live your life in a happy, joyous, free. If you want to be free of your addiction, and uh, this book is a wonderful spiritual piece of literature that's helped me through a lot of my days and coming up and nights ahead. And because uh, I've had a lot, a lot of change in my going on in my life. And, you know, as an addict, I don't like change. I usually avoid it like the plague. I like things to be simple. I like things to be um, easy for me to understand. And I don't like when things get too too complicated. But, you know, as an addict, though, my, 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 my brain likes to try to complicate things. It wants to confuse me. It wants me to be in a state of restlessness and irritability because then it can use itself to get back into my life, and I refuse to let that happen. So every time I feel myself getting overwhelmed, every time I feel myself getting over, going overboard, I stop immediately, take a deep breath, say a prayer, make a phone call, or hop on a meeting because, I can't lose that connection. Like this, this book has really helped. I saved my life because it's given me a lot of new ways on how to do things. I again, my old ways are not serving me, so I had to learn a whole bunch of new ways to behave and act and think. And I'm very grateful this book is here. It was created. In fact, that I passed. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Feel better, Harlan G. It's your turn. Thank you, Maura, and thank you to Team Monday. And, boy, I'm so excited to be starting over again. As was mentioned, what we're not seeing as the result of a 1994 decision is the circle, which represents perpetuity, and the triangle inside the circle representing our three legacies of recovery, unity, service, on a base of recovery. And the circle is very, very important, because, excuse me, because where you see people struggling after some time in program usually comes from they have stopped doing the work. They have stopped doing the steps. They have rested on their laurels, and that's always an unfortunate situation. Let's take a look at something, though, and let's put it into its historical context. In 1931, Richard Peabody wrote a book called The Common Sense of Drinking. It was a book more about alcoholism itself than it was about anybody that recovered because he didn't know anybody that had recovered. There is nothing in there about this is a person who has recovered. 
There were snake oil salesmen who tried to sell people on different products, different things to do to recover from alcoholism. But I think everyone really understood, especially at that time, that once you were an alcoholic, you were doomed and you were to be shunned because there was nothing that could be done for you. And in 1939, the book Alcoholics Anonymous comes out, and it is the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. Well, I don't know that there were thousands at that time. Bill Wilson was a bit of a salesman himself. But the truth of the matter was, there were stories in that book, and there are stories in that book to this day, of people who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And there are people here on this line that have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And if we want what they have, we better prepare to do what they do because there are recoveries and there are miracles with a capital M and what is the biggest miracle I've ever seen is a compulsive overeater, not compulsively overeating and doing so happily. No greater miracle than that. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. Siobhan C., it's your turn, followed by Liz S. Hi, good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Uh, okay, thank you. Good morning, family. This is Siobhan C., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater as a result of the, this specific phone line visions. It was the only place I got recovered, and I did that in five days, and that's what I transmit. Um, I wanted to, starting with this um, amazing, like really dense sentence, the story of how thousands of men and women, so I noticed that there's men and women, and I remember that the founders, I thought they were men. Oh, that must have meant that they were willing to work with women, um, and, and that is why I work with anyone, um, men, women, transgender, as were not anticipated, you know, contemplated probably at the time that there could be 200 choices between a man and a woman. And so being from New York City and going to my first recovery meetings, you know, my earliest and other programs at the Gay and Lesbian Center, even though I identify as being a, a straight woman, uh, as being a female, um, I do am very sensitive to all the 200 choices between a man and a woman. And I work with anyone. Um, and because I don't want to think I ever know better than the founders of this beautiful, precise instructions, and yet I hear all the time, oh, I only work with men, oh, I only work with women, and perhaps those people are at a stage in their, recover in their process of recovery on their way to recoveredness, and I understand that, and I relate, and I don't judge because it's not for me to judge. It tells us on 89, we, we cooperate, we never criticize, but we, our aim is to be helpful. And for me, I want to be helpful to everybody, um, and I don't look at the gender, I look at the suffering. And that's what I, I feel people, I do not see them. I don't see color, I have no flesh. I am all spirit and I'm all heart and I'm here to serve and to help. And um, I do notice that the word D, wow, I always hear in the face-to-face -face meetings, people are in recovery, they're recovering, 
well, I noticed that D means wow. It, and it actually tells us later that, yes, it is the promise on what would be page 165, 66, 67, that the pioneers had no relapse for more than 50 years. So I'm going to follow what they did precisely. And that is why with everyone I work with, I give them page numbers, um, paragraphs, lines. I do not share my experience, strength, and hope. I share these precise instructions, and that's why we get it through it in 16, as little as 16 hours or five days. And that's why they get what I get, which what I got, which by the grace of God was freedom. A God I did not believe in when I started, uh, I, and uh, but a God which stood for good orderly direction, but it was a manageability that I did not know that I have attained, and now I can transmit in five days. I'm so grateful to this line, and I'll see you all at the OA birthday party. Where visions, if you don't know, feel free to call me at 310 9637. I get talk, calls and texts 24 7. So grateful to get them, and I really mean that. And I'll be at the OA birthday party Time. on the 16th. Thank you. Thank you, Siobhan C. And Liz S., it's your turn, followed by Nessa R. Hi, it's Liz S. in New Hampshire, and thank you very much for your service. Um, I want to share on this because it was just a couple of days ago I was bemoaning um oh a couple of meetings and i wasn't hearing this and i wasn't hearing that i forgive me for that uh because um i'm human and i hope a few people can relate to that but the one thing that i came back to again and again and again is this book and what's in it and i can never and i hope i never depart from what this book has given me because it has saved my life and it continues to save my life and I treasure it. And whenever I speak to someone who's having a problem with the food or is in trouble and feels there is no hope, it's the big book that I always refer to because I've, I just believe in it. As it it's, it's the contents of this book, the instructions in this book, the suggestions in this book, that has saved my life, and I believe can save anyone's, any addict's life, any compulsive overeater's life, any alcoholic's life, any drug addict's life, if they're willing to follow the, as Bill so beautifully puts it, these suggestions, if they're willing to follow what's between these, the, uh, the covers, the two beautiful blue covers. And that's what I wanted to share um, beyond the fact that I have to stop bemoaning anything um, because it's not a proper right way of thinking. But I really did come back to the big book and how important it is to me in my life and always to refer to it when I need help and to remember its contents and that it has saved my life and it has given me a future and it has given me the map for my future that I came into vision to find. Thank you. Thank you, Liz S. Nessa R., it's your turn. Hi, good morning, vision for you. My name is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. To me, the most important word in this whole page is how. How means in what way and in what manner, which to me means 
practical instructions. But this is not the how. I mean, there's how and then there's how. This is not the how of the well-meaning relatives who tell me, you know, push away from the table or leave half of the food on your plate. You know, this is not the how of a nutritionist who has never had a problem with food and has always been thin and who tells me, you know, who shows me this is what an ounce of chicken looks like and this is what an ounce of cheese looks like. Um, it's also not the how of a therapist who's trying to, you know, find out what previous trauma led me to um, do the things with food that I do with food. This is the how of people who have been where I've been and who have done what I've done. And these are not people who are telling me what to do. This is people who are telling me what they did, you know, who are telling me exactly how they have recovered. And after that, it's really my choice. Um, you know, do I follow or do I not follow the precise instructions in this book precisely? Um, this is not pontificating. This is not, um, 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 you know, just just giving directions. You know, I, I was told early um, in my recovery that, you know, uh, compulsive overeaters are allergic to um, sugar flour and being told what to do. Where here, they're not telling me what to do. They have telling me what they've done. And if I want what they have, which, thank you God, I did, then I'm going to be willing to do what they did. I'm going to be willing to sit to the discomfort of, of, of working the steps in entire abstinence to get what they got, um, which is exactly what I've done um, seven years now, a little bit, a few days over seven years in a normal body, and more importantly, in a normal mind, as long as I continue doing uh, what these people did. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Okay, so reminder, we are on the title page of the book Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are reading from the top of the page where it says Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of, through, recovered from alcoholism. And if you would say your name once with your last initial and wait for me to hear it, then we can go to the next person. So who would like to share? Ross Allen. Harry. 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 I have Russ M, Kelly S, Carmela G, Nancy P, Larry K, and Vasa O. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Would everyone but Russ M please star one to mute your phone? Good morning, brother. Good morning, Mark. I appreciate that. Good morning, my brothers and sisters here. It's Russ M, the cover sports reader outside of Philly. You know, uh, just that title page. Just that title page, man, so powerful to me. If it wasn't for this book, I would have nothing. I would have nothing. Before I got on this line, not in my face-to-face meeting, but before I got on, on this line, I didn't know I had a disease. 
I didn't realize that I was sick. I just thought I was a pig and I was a glutton and I just had a couple issues with food. Because of this book, my life has been given back to me. Because Bill and Dr. Bob and Silky, they invested time in alcoholics, I could be free. And I could actually have a little life, you know. Uh, because of this book, no, I, I realize I'm worth it. And I don't mean that in an egotistical, self-centered way. I mean, like, you know, I got something to offer people. And uh, that's really it. You know, I'd be dead if I, didn't, if, if, if I didn't have this book and I didn't have this program. I didn't have all you guys. So that's all I want to say. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, Russ. Uh, Kelly S., it's your turn, followed by Carmel G. Thanks, Marzi, for your service. It's Kelly S., recovered in Oklahoma. So um, I started listening to this meeting about a year after it had been going on, so maybe five years or so, and uh, been around for 30-something years. And all I'd ever heard was recovering, right? So I started listening to this meeting, and I heard you guys saying, I'm recovered. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what did they just say? You can't say that? That's like sacrilegious, right? You can't say that. I've, I've grown up in these meetings. I know what I'm talking about as I sit here, you know, binging, purging, absent, and, you know, 125 pounds overweight, but uh, never heard that word, didn't understand that word, right? Because I didn't understand what it meant, recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Because what I heard, too, the longer I heard was listening was, we're never cured. We're never cured from our disease, our ism, my, my compulsive overeating, right? So I'm never cured from that. But what I didn't know and didn't understand was that I had a spiritual malady and I had this, you know, physical allergy and this mental obsession. And that's what this book is talking about, right? And so the other thing that um, somebody else shared about was how, this, the word how in here. So the other thing I was lacking was the, the instruction manual. Yes, I had four, five, six, seven big books. I had them all underlined, dog-eared. I'm looking at one right now that's falling apart and had it, you know, um, fixed up at the uh, whatever. Anyway, so, yeah, I have a lot of these books. The point is, never followed the precise instructions. Never started at the beginning. Didn't do it like a, a textbook, right? You can't just open an algebra book in the middle of the, uh, you know, chapter five and think you're going to know how to do that, that part of it, right? To start the very beginning, basic math. So I had to put the food down as it talks about in the doctor's opinion, right? I had to clear my head and then I had to pick up the spiritual toolkit, which is what the steps I had to get with you guys because the steps are written in we, and I had to follow these instructions and I had to understand I had to understand for me that this is a spiritual malady because all I was looking for was a way to stop my compulsive overeating and maintain the normal body weight. And guess what? That also happens. And today I'm abstinent three and a half years, maintaining the normal body weight. I'm doing so happily. I'm learning how to do life finally. You know, I'm 56. I'm growing up, having neutrality with food, working, living, growing in 10, 11, and 12 and now I get to say I'm recovered. But what am I recovered from? I'm recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I was only, only seemingly hopeless. And I'll wrap up with this. I thought I was hopeless. But thank God I heard you guys say seemingly. And thank God I was desperate enough to continue listening to you, even though I thought, what the hell, you can't say recovered. Grateful to be a recovered compulsive reader in Oklahoma today. That I pass. Thanks, Mara.
Ms. Kelly S. Carmel G, it's your turn, followed by Nancy P. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you, everyone, for your shares and this beautiful meeting on the line to begin our day. I'm Carmela G from New York, and I love this page. I use this page with every sponsee that I walk through the journey. We open to this page, and, and we spend our first session on it because the wisdom of those who founded this program, that they were inspired with such wisdom that they got to the core. They hit us right in the gut at the very beginning. Because in our disease, I thought I was unique. I was the only one. I didn't identify with anyone. I compared and I said, no, I don't do that. I'm different. And it says thousands, thousands of people were like me. Now, when I meet a new sponsee, I said, I am insane. And this program is the only way back to sanity through my higher power. And, and that's what they're telling us in this very beginning. And then what am I coming back to? I'm coming back to a recovered state. I'm going to have a design for living. I'm going to know how to live life. So therefore, I was desperate when I came into this program. I was hopeless when I came into this program. I was alone. And this sentence in italics enforces in me, number one, that I'm not alone. Number two, that there is hope. And number three, that I can be recovered if I just get out of myself and follow these instructions. The hope that is there is such a gift. And that is the beginning of our journey if we just follow the steps and surrender to a power greater than ourselves. And thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Carmela G. Nancy P., it's your turn, followed by Larry K. Hey, can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Okay. So, um, Nancy G., calling from Boston. I'm actually in Boston right now. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I went... I I just never thought, ever, ever, ever thought that I was going to get anything other than nothing. I mean, talk about contempt prior to investigation. I was contemptuous in spite of investigation, but I wasn't really investigating anything because I wasn't paying attention. I thought I already knew everything. Um, I, too, was like, how can they? They're not recovered. They're recovering. They don't understand, poor thing. And then I, you know... I didn't know that it would work. How would, I, how would I know that it would work? All I heard was a bunch of happy people, but nobody that, you know, I'm data-driven. Like, there's no, I didn't see any data to show me that, um, that it worked, not knowing that the happy people were the data themselves. And um, 
you know, I used to go to big book meetings. I've been in this program since 1971, going on 48 years, going on 49 years, actually, in January. I'll start my 49th year. Never stopping going, just never getting it. And I even went through the process, the big book step study process, once before, and it didn't take, and I ate for 13 more years. And, um, you know, I, I have to say that I used to go to big book meetings, and I'd read, and I'd think to myself, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. How come, you know, I don't get it. And um, then when I was really, and there is no bottom. I mean, I thought I had a bottom. I thought I had a bottom, you know, and and there was there's no bottom. I chose to get off the downward elevator at a particular point that was devastating to me, and I just wanted to howl with pain and fear and rage, just howl and howl, not even cry, just scream. And um, when I finally got to that point, that was just for me. Everybody has their own. I was beaten into submission. I was beaten, you know, forced to my knees, blindfold around my eyes, hands tied behind my back, and a gun to the back of my head. Now do you surrender, Nancy? And then when I, you know, Jewish humor here, yes, why are you being so mean to me? You know, yes, I do surrender. And um, and when I did, everything opened up. It was like, you know, it's like, you know, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. You know, you turn the key and everything disappears and everything turns around and everything changes drastically and completely. And since December 1st of 2017, that's where I've been. And, and, and I wasn't, I, wa- I was abstinent since then, but I was still fat. And, um, and I thought that I could only be happy if I was thin. And that wasn't the case. So everybody that said, that went before me in this, this morning has said every single thing about my life is completely true. And if I can help anybody, I'm in the book. I'm in the list. So please call me. Everybody call me. That's the, probably the most precious thing that I've gotten above abstinence is fellowship. Mm-hmm. If, thank you. Um, yeah, fellowship above abstinence. But I, I will say it's nice to have both. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. P. Hey, Mara. <laughs> hey, Mara. How are you? Thanks so much for your service. Uh, gosh, boy, so many good things, right? The story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. You know, I want to share with you the story of how I did not yet recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Um, One of the first things that I I did is I remained uh, belligerent in my denial that I even was a compulsive overeater. So I I identified out day after day. I I never took step one. before moving on to the rest of the steps. In other words, I, I did not concede to my innermost self that I was an alcoholic. Now, now don't get me wrong. I conceded conceptually, and I, I told you that I was. You betcha. But if you would have followed me around, and you, you would have, you would have uh, you know, seen my actions, my actions would have told you that I was still picking up the uh, needle. Now, I was consuming less heroin. You know, I, I was, uh, so to speak, right? I, I cleaned up. I put a tie on. I shaved. I smiled a lot. But I didn't follow the instructions in the text. It didn't make me a morally bad person. I just wasn't ready. I didn't trust in the process. I had contempt for this process prior to investigation. I'll figure it out. Don't you tell me how to do it. I got lots of, lots of letters, uh, uh, you know, after my name. I'll figure it out. There was a lot of pride. 
you know, how did they become recovered? Well, the same way that, that you know, that we all become reco- recovered. It's the same process. It hasn't changed. Being brought into this state of being recovered. We're, being, we're, we're brought into alignment with, with God. It, it, it changes our lives. I don't know how it happens, but we are a witness to this process of spiritual transformation. You know, listening to a witness makes you a witness as well. Everyone on the line is a witness. Others may see God's handiwork. Don't, don't be fooled. It's not my handiwork. It was a power greater than me. I, I, I chopped some wood. I did. I still. See, each day when you bear witness to the spiritual transformation, you let others see what God has done for you, we get to become a witness to your encounter with the God of your own understanding. That's what makes this, this the whole thing miraculous. It's, it's pretty special. I see miracles happening all around me every day. I no longer hope for miracles. I depend on them. I see them. They're like in slow motion. They grow out of, where do they come? Out of the desperation of people like us, like a wretch like me. God lifts me up, and now I can be useful. It's, it's ridiculous. Thanks, Maura. I pass. Bye. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Maura, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader calling from Florida. And I'm grateful we are at the beginning again. It just reminds me where I was when I came to my first OA meeting. I was that seemingly hopeless person many, many, many years ago. By the time I came to Overeaters Anonymous, I was so desperate. They told me that was a gift, that I had desperation. I said, this is not a gift. This is suffering for me to put the food down. But anyways, after suffering for so long, so many years, um, I did not know anything about food addiction or any eating disorders. I just knew I loved to eat. I didn't know anything about the allergy. I didn't know anything about the disease. I had I had no clue anything about the spiritual malady. I really did not know anything. I learned that here. I'm so grateful that this big book was just given to me, and it's all written down already. I didn't have to do any of this work. So I thank God for the people that put it together. Uh, uh, so... Um, I heard the good news how hundreds of men and women who recover from, from the hopeless state of mind and body. And uh, I, 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 if I followed the directions, for me it was finding, I said, okay, there's a name for it. I, now I learned what's the problem with me. I have a disease and there is a solution. If I just follow precisely the directions, the way they laid out in this big book, and I will recover like they, they do. You know, at the beginning, I just came to lose the weight and I was going to leave. I'm waiting for the scales. I'm waiting for people to give me the food plan. I could have been a nutritionist. You know, I studied about nutrition. I studied about calories and and weighing and measuring, and, and none of that worked. And for me, I was ready and so willing to surrender to a power greater than myself, whoever that higher power it is. I couldn't do it any longer, and that's what I heard. Surrender, Vasa. 
and work the steps. And that's the solution. Put the food down, clean house, trust God, and help others. So I, I love the good news. I wanted to bring everybody into OA, and I wanted to tell everybody what I had found. And some people wanted to hear it. Some people didn't, and I had to let them go. But anyway, oh, it's my time. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Okay. We have time for, I want to say, two, six, yes, two shares. Who would like that? Who would like Barbara? Two, three minutes. Barbara, Barbara e. Anne-Marie M. Janice. Barbara E. and Anne-Marie N. Okay. Janice P.M.? That's what I got. Barbara okay. E. Janice, I'll put you at the end, but I don't know that we'll get to you. Fine. Barbara E., Anne-Marie M., and Janice P.M. Barbara E., go ahead, please. Thank you so much. I wasn't going to share today, but it's a beautiful, sunny day in New Jersey, and I wanted to share honestly with you because, yes, I am recovered in that I've achieved the body weight, I've maintained the body weight, I weigh and measure my food, but hovering around the outside circle of this recovery are behaviors I don't like. I chew too much sugar-free gum. I suck on sugar-free hard candy. I tried to limit it to one. Then I raised it up to four. Then I raised it up to seven. So because we're at this new beginning again, the title page that says how thousands of men and women recovered, I wrapped up all my candies in a pretty pink box. I'm bringing them to the gym today. I wrapped up all those things of gum. I need to be honest with myself that those behaviors were not doing me any good. And what better way to do it than today? As was said, I've got a new notebook, a new attitude, and those behaviors that I was convincing myself were all right or not all right. Eating my vegetables as I walked to the table, not all right for me, Barbara E. And just to wrap up, I love that the title page has morphed from hundreds of men to thousands of men and women. We just got through reading yesterday Five consecutive stories in the big book, all written by women who are recovered. We are inclusive of race, nationality, religion, sexuality, everything. It's so wonderful. And I just wanted to be honest, clear my own path, clear my own plate, metaphorically, because even in recovery, even being thin, things can creep in. Resting on my laurels is not good. So I thank you all out there, the over 350 people who are listening and participating and join, joining all of us in unity, in fellowship, in service. It's just a beautiful, beautiful program. I've got that circle and the triangle on my page. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and goodbye.
Thank you, Barbara E. Anne Marie M., it's your turn. Thank you. This is Anne Marie M., compulsive overeater, gratefully abstinent through God's grace. I am, uh, you know, the first time I heard people referring to themselves as recovered, I was appalled. I came in um, from Alcoholics Anonymous and what also, you know, was mentioned earlier, never ever um, heard that anybody was recovered, but it was instilled in me that we are never cured of this disease. And so I got the two mixed up. And it, it, this, um, this was like in 2007, 2008, when I joined a group online and they were calling themselves recovered. And I thought I was going to hang up, um, but it was a big book study and they seemed to have something that I didn't have. They had peace of mind. They had abstinence. They were happily recovered. And um, so I realized how close-minded I was at that point and how much I needed to open up and, you know, put down my um, uh, my pride uh, because I had been, you know, sober for quite a few years at that point and and still am, but I realized how much of a closed mind I had and my mind um, has been opening up slowly but surely, but I, and I still find myself when, uh, with, uh, with things that I think I know better. And um, so this has been a real process for me. It's been, it's, it's, you know, progress, not perfection, but the whole recovery, becoming recovered, and the whole recovery pro- is is a process. Um, so I just wanted to uh, say that and um, appreciate all that's been said, and I appreciate so much the history. So I'll pass with that. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. And Janice Pierre, we've got two minutes. Hey, thank you so much, Mara. Please time me, okay? Uh, yeah. Yes, um, thank you. Well, it says how to. Well, we've heard it's a manual. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm going to give you a little story about my cheesecake. Uh, it isn't my cheesecake. I loved my girlfriend the way she made it. So she would give me the directions. And I would follow it. Then, of course, at the end, she'd say, keep the oven open. And, of course, I decided, no, nah, I'm not going to eat, keep it open for two hours, you know, because you won't get the crack in the middle. What did Janice do? I didn't keep it open. And what were the results? A cracked cheesecake. And it reminds me of my life. Um, I would do it. I would ask you for the directions, and then I would do it my way. And guess what? I never got the results that I wanted. I never received the solution. But in this book, I'm not going to debate with a thousand authors of their experience. Okay, if I read a book and it's one author, yeah, I might have my own opinion. But this is an experience of thousands that were recovered, which means for one day, they aren't cured they can't go out and drink alcohol again like I can't go out and eat donuts. Um, uh, but for one day, I, by the, the grace of a higher power, I don't have that obsession in my mind to go eat them. I'm neutral around the food. 
My thinking has been changed. That's what recovered means for one day, not cured, you see. And all this information isn't going to give me a transformation. It's going to happen if we follow these directions. And you cannot be recovered and not abstinent, but you can certainly be abstinent and not recovered. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM. Okay. Well, Janice was our last sharer this morning. And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And today's share ID for this meeting that just ended is 12,281-12281. And will Allison L. please read from page 164, and then we will follow that with the serenity prayer. Allison? Good morning. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. Answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then, 